There's three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hello good people, this is Cash. Hello party people, this is Hightower. How, how you been? Um, good. I feel like I haven't seen you in a month. It's been a long time. We Labor took a week day. off. Labor Day. We, we celebrated our Labor Days. We did and then I decided that, well I said I decided, it's that time of year my sister or my daughter brought home. Mm. Some sickness, and I, I was on a steroid last week. I didn't tell you that. Just oh my. touch and go for a little bit there. You were like, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was right. Look like Arnold, or look like Mark McGuire, because <laughs> we were just talking about that. We were. That's way to bring it back. Twenty-four years ago today, sixty-two. Steve Traxel threw in a pitch. That's right. And Mark McGuire barely hit it out of the park. The shortest home run of the entire year for him. That's incredible. I know, right? I was at an FCA meeting. I was sitting in front watching the television, Fox out in the living room, man. Very nice. It was big, it was big time. It was big news. Well, how convenient that he hit 62 how many years ago today? 24. 24 years ago. It's number 62 at the time was a record-breaking home run. Yes. This is episode number 62. 62. It's a record-breaking episode for us. It's the most we've ever done. Oh, that's right. That's right. We just, <laughs> it was perfect. We just homeward off of Steve Traxel. Oh, well. yeah. Something to, something to put on a resume. Mm-hmm. And we've still got more season left, so we can get to 70. That's right. We're definitely taking bonds down. Oh, yeah. Well, we're a doing cheater. it naturally, though. A cheater. I got yeah. off the roids to do this naturally. Your head's giant all of a sudden. <laughs> you used to steal bases, and now your head's like seven times bigger. What happened, oh, man? You seem a little bit short-tempered. <laughs> and to stick with sports, we covered a sports movie. We did. Or is it a sports movie? I think it would qualify as a sports movie. In my brain, it's a sports movie, but then when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, there's not a whole lot of sports. No. But then you get to the end, and you're like, okay, this is a sports movie. I mean, technically, right? there's like there's the beginning, the first game, then there's that montage, yeah. and then there's the final champion. So I would say three separate segments in the movie. That qualifies yeah, I, as a sports movie. I always movie. think of it as a sports movie, but yeah, kind of, when you watch it, you're like, gosh, yeah, it's... You can't pigeonhole this a team, movie. It's a teen comedy, really. You can't pigeonhole this movie into any one category. And that movie, of course, is 1985's very own Back Teen to the Future. Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they're Michael J. Fox. That's funny. They came out. They came out the same year. I remember watching something. It was, I think, it was like either the movies that made us or some other behind-the-scenes thing. And he was telling somebody that was on the set of Back to the Future. He's like, "I'm down the street making this crap movie about yeah. a wolf." Yeah. Still, Steven Spielberg's <laughs> making real movies, and I'm here making a werewolf movie yeah. or something. Yeah, very famous. That was like that was before he was actually cast as Marty McFly. Because they wanted him, but right. then the Family Ties people were like, "No, we can't do that." Right. But then Meredith Baxter Burney was pregnant, mm-hmm. so we got by then Eric Stoltz had been cast as Marty McFly. Right. But he got the approval to go do Teen Wolf because it was going to be a short shoot. Mm-hmm. And then while that was happening, they kind of they were filming in the same location, and that thing he kind of like stumbled into. Uh, some luck there and he became Marty McFly and uh, lucky for us we got both of these movies that's right so great even though Michael J. Fox like pretty much hated this movie for a while he probably still does but I'm sure hey 
one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's right. I'm not going to tip my hand on this one here, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that both of these movies are in our lives. I couldn't agree more. So happy. Uh, before we get into the film. Yes, sir. Number 62, Teen Wolf. Uh, I have a little housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping! But I... You do not? Is that correct? I, can't I don't, know. My Mine's pretty mu- I'm pretty low-key for last week or so, just uh, recovering and watching stuff that I always watch when I'm sickly. Okay. So. Well, I have one correction and then a housekeeping item. Let's hear it. But before we do that, it only took us 62 episodes to figure this out. <laughs> but if you want to contact us, email us at cashinhightower at gmail.com. It's true. Hit us up on Instagram, cashinhightower. Uh, movies with Cash and Hightower, Facebook, whatever you want to do. Just We're there. Send us a note. Check us out. Give, give us, us a re- five star. Yeah, give us five stars on Spotify. We are still currently, I believe, sitting at a five star. I will I will We're confirm perfect. that. Perfection. This we, is a five star show, guys. Yeah, we we entered a new state also last time I checked. Oh, We are now in North dog. Carolina. Pretty sure it was Michael Jordan, so that's cool. We Well, I mean, keep in mind, too, we are internationally known. Several countries. Okay, at, at the moment of this recording, this is important. I want to get this information out. We it, It's gone beyond, like, we jokingly are like, this is a five-star show because it would say, like, hey, once we get enough votes, mm-hmm. it'll give you a rating. Yep. It no longer says that, and we are still a five-star show. Um, babe. That's right. I will not say how many votes we have. You can see? Oh, yeah. It just oh, tells me right here. Sweet. But well, I can't wait to see that later. Absolutely, guys. It's like 472. This, yeah, it's actually 62. Steve Tractual is our most recent vote. But he's he's going to withdraw that now. He's, after. Listening. <laughs> he's listening live. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, well, first correction. Uh, re-listening to Bloodsport, I actually, like, while I was editing it, it was like, there's nails on a chalkboard, but I didn't erase it. I kept it in because I wanted to, I was just like, I'll correct it next episode. But I called uh, the Donald Gibb character... Uh, Ox, but his name's Ogre from the Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, that's yeah. I caught that when I was listening. I was like, why am I? Why am I calling him Ox? I've I've seen Revenge of the Nerds maybe two or yeah, three times. I, I couldn't. I right. I didn't know enough to correct you. I just assumed you were doing. Correct I'm not even a big Nerds fan, but I'm like I either. was like, why did I call him? Ox? Okay, yeah. but anyway, I think I was getting uh, is Ox in Animal House. Um, no, I'm, Animal I'm, House. I'm about to make another like mistake. Flounder. No, oh, yeah, Pluto. Oh, right, Pluto. Ox. You're at Stripes, so John Candy's character in mm. Stripes is Dewey Oxberger, and they always call him Ox. That's what it could be, too. Swallowed a lot of aggression, <laughs> along with a lot of donuts. Anyway, I'm sorry all you Bloodsport Donald Gibb fans out there. Item number two is my actual housekeeping item. Uh, I've been watching slash reading a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been reading Fire and Blood, the George R. R. Martin historical text of the Targaryens. Is that what this new show... Which is, yeah, the new okay. show is based on sections of that book. The book is phenomenal. Okay. It's basically like reading like a history textbook, but awesome. Okay. So it's very strange. It's like a... It's still written somewhat in story form, but it's like these passed down from... You're getting perspectives of people. Interesting. So it's very... It, it is very unique, but very good. And I've been watch, watching the show as well, which has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm still a fan. The There is a character, though... In the show, who has bad intentions, and his name is Hightower. Oh wow! He's the king's hand, Sir Hightower. They can't. They can't all be good. So I don't like that. That's what's unfortunate. But we all know that the real Reno Hightower. That's right. He's a real class act. That's right. I mean, no harm to anyone. I did think of one like random thing. I was just kind of throw out here because I'm kind of proud of it. it has yeah. nothing to do with movies or anything. Okay. 
We uh, we have raised beds at our house. Oh, okay. We like to grow things from time to time. So last year we were like, hey, we're, let's do tomatoes, let's do peppers, all this stuff. Let's do the stuff to make salsa. Yeah, baby. This year we were a little behind. We got a tomato plant and a habanero pepper plant because mm. I was like, I want to try and you know zing it up a little bit here. No kidding. Never grown, never grown habaneros before. Grew jalapenos last year, but never grown habaneros. So got my first habanero to turn orange last week. Plucked it over the weekend. Decided to make some salsa, so I made my first batch of salsa with habanero. I think it's delicious. Did you put a little mango in there? So I did. I put. I don't normally do that, but I do. um, I kind of. I do a variation every time. I do garlic, onion, cilantro. Mm. Um, regular bell peppers. Um, I did the habanero, a little bit of like salt pepper. I did some lime juice. I don't normally like that, but for some reason in salsa, it's kind of tasty. Interesting. And then I blend all of those things up first because I don't like a soupy salsa. Hey, fair enough. I like a little bit of chunk here, and then I throw the tomatoes mm, in at the end. My salsa. <laughs> That's right. So, so no mango. No mango. You cannot have the mango. I cannot have the mango. You remember that skit with Chris I Kattan? Do, I do. <laughs> Mr. Peepers. No. No. <laughs> um, hey, two separate characters, Mango and Mr. Peepers. That's true. Same guy. Same guy. Very similar, but. That'd be great if they like, were able yeah, to mango and Mr. Have a crossover. <laughs> I do, yes. That's awesome. But Speaking of Mr. Peepers, you just reminded me of something. When we went and saw Nope, mm-hmm. and Glenn from Walking Dead is talking about that childhood experience but he's talking about the snl skit remember he's talking about chris Kattan. he references like he's like oh man and chris Kattan, he was nailing it like, oh yeah he was like i do remember the yeah, in the movie, yes. funny. And so i was like is this a like a shot at chris Kattan? Like, <laughs> are you firing seriously across the bow at chris Kattan? it was very strange anyway sorry like i said totally nothing but it was you know if people want an insight into my life okay that's that's what we do now that's pretty cool so you can make mango habanero uh, margaritas even. I'm going to do a mango garlic hot sauce at oh. some point. I saw a recipe for that. Hot sauce. Or okay. mango. Sorry, habanero garlic hot sauce. Go. I apologize. Okay. Uh, the missus even had a bite of it, and she's not a spicy food connoisseur at all. Do you ever go to Bloomington Meats? Oh, yeah. Mango habanero brats. I'm not even a brat guy, but mango habanero brats are fantastic. I know this will shock you, but... Molly Holly is like an unofficial spokesperson for College Hills Meats. Oh, well, nothing gives me more pleasure than to <laughs> Bloomington Meats is the only place for Cash right. Tower. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, that has nothing to do with the show. I apologize, everybody. Please, Pol- please fast accepted. forward. Apology <laughs> accepted. Please fast forward if you're we not lost interested all in of our my... viewers. <laughs> uh, well, you guys had me, and then you started talking about habanero salsa, and I'm out. I got a random question for you. Yeah, since we're doing a basketball movie. Yeah, I have a basketball-related question for you. Okay, if you were, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're gonna have to use your imagination. Okay, all right. Let's say I'll, I'll, I'll give I... you two ways to answer this question. Okay, you can either be a LeBron James type of super freak high school player mm-hmm. who's just dropping out of high school and going straight to the pros, mm-hmm. as they say, or you could be like so good in high school you could have your pick of any D1 program. That you could go play for. Who would you want to play for? College or NBA? Mm. Or you could do both. I would probably do the college route. 
Uh, just good think, thinking. That's good. Just thinking a, sensibly. You got a good head on your shoulders. Well, I mean, if, heaven forbid, you know, Basketball's you blow not going to be there always. Yeah. You blow out your knee or something That's that right. first year, maybe something doesn't happen. Get a motorcycle accident. Exactly right. Um, you get sucked down a hole while you're golfing. You got to go play with the Looney Tunes. You just you that's, never know. That's a good point. Um, good point. So I probably go college. Okay. If I'm going college though, like it, that's tough for me because like just me personally, I've never really had a hat in any one ring. Okay. I know a lot of people don't like North Carolina because they're successful North Carolina. and. Uh, like cheaters. Yeah, I remember though. Like way, when I say way back, it was been. Not quite twenty years ago, like when U of I was You're talking 05? Yeah, when they oh. had, went to the finals against North Carolina, and that they had, you know Luther that hurt. and that hurt Darren Williams and mm-hmm. um, D Williams. Yeah, D, I was gonna say D Brown, but it was James like, Augustine. Yes. Yeah, D D Brown. What did I say? D Williams. D Darren Williams. D Brown. There we go. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I get, I mean, if I had to, I mean, I would say you know something like that, like a a Division One, like a University of Illinois type mm. school you're going to champaign illinois yeah on... i mean well i, I could dr- i could drive there from my house that's that's the plan i save it on gas um oh my maybe i mean but not necessarily u of i like i could do like a like a michigan uh indiana like something in the big 10 Big Ten. okay yeah. you're a big 10 guy i'm a big 10 guy i don't I can I, see you being a big 10 guy i don't i'm not a, you know i'm not i don't like sec i don't like stuff you know out east out west i'm you not like any of that i'm not two a coastal two. guy yeah you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> playing the suburbs <laughs> No, it's not like horse. <laughs> All right, well, now you're getting drafted to the NBA. Who do you want drafting you? I mean, Seattle Supersonics. Dude, great answer. Always Seattle Supersonics. If it's great not them, answer. you know, Bulls, obviously. Just, okay. Just, I grew up watching Jordan and everything. But, Chicago Bulls. But if not, like, if we're, if it's still around, Seattle Supersonics all day. When I look at you, first of all, Seattle Supersonics is the correct answer. Yes. But when I look at you and I think of, like, actual NBA teams... For whatever reason, Portland Trailblazers. It's like you, <laughs> you look you, like a trailblazer. You're a total Portland you look Trailblazer. Like a Helen. You look like a Trailblazer. I stand by it. I, I appreciate that. I and had, University of West Virginia. I, <laughs> Seton Hall all day. <laughs> New Jersey. Okay, sorry. That was my random question That's for okay. you. I got I turn I, the tables on you. I got a random question for you, actually. Oh, let's hear it. Um, and then we'll talk Teen Wolf. Yes, I and mine leads does lead directly into the film. Okay. So in the film, they do I, can't, I believe it's urban surfing. Is what it's called van surfing. Yeah, can't remember what something term like that. Have you ever done anything like that? These waves are mine. That's right. Uh, have I ever gone on top of a car and surf, moto surfed, if you will, or anything in that ballpark? Negative. Okay. I am a survivalist. I don't take any risks. I like I'd like to survive as long as I can in this world, mm-hmm. so that I have not done that. How about you? I can tell you at one point I have ridden in the back of a pickup truck, standing up. Oh, in the back of a pickup truck. Okay. Yes. So not on top of the vehicle, but right. I have stood up in the back of a pickup truck going down a road that I should not have done that. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But it was for a brief period of time. Um, we were just. Something like, hey, I bet you won't do it kind of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll show you. And <laughs> Devil dog. I won, I won my bet for absolutely nothing. Like, there was no money or food involved. I was just, well, like, trying to be. I'm glad you didn't die. I, yeah, I didn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the show. Also, we got to mention R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Yes, that's unfortunate. R.I.P. There it is. God we, save the queen. We did it. For queen and country. That's right. James Bond. James. For queen. <laughs> for country, James. <laughs> 
All right. Shall we do it? Let's do it, man. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Ow! That's right. You are an animal. Ow! Give me a keg of beer. What's your history with the film? So, I was actually thinking about this when you told me this is the route you wanted to go. I I remember I was in sixth grade. I was watching... I was thumbing through the channels late one night on TV, like on a weekend, and it was on, it was either TBS or TNT, and I vividly remember turning on the scene when he goes into the, uh, like, changing area with Pamela. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was like, hey, what's going on here as a sixth grader? So I was like, what is happening here? So I vividly remember watching that scene. Mm Mm-hmm. On TV now, mind you, like in my head, I was like, "Man, this is really racy," and like nothing happens really. Back but, in '85, um, PG movie. But then I had seen it all the way through a couple times since then, like maybe a couple times in high school, um, college, and then I actually last year, at some point in time, we were watching. We we had like one of our breaks between just whatever if it was summer we you know had scheduling, but then I saw it was on. I think it was on Prime last year, too, and I turned on. I was like, man, I just haven't watched this in a while, so... Yeah, it's, like, always on and off of Prime. I, uh, like I said, I will, I will hold off on my, like, overall opinions of the film, but I have I have come back to it a handful of times. A couple out of curiosity and a couple out of I wanted to watch it. Good. Okay. Good to know. Yourself. Uh, so, for starters, this film uh, came out 38 years ago, I believe, on August 23rd, which is kind of why we uh, popped it... Popped it up, or 37, 38, whatever the math is on that. Came out in 85. 37. 37. Yeah. So that's why we kind of were like, oh, we should totally do this. I saw something online that it was hitting some sort of anniversary. Perfect. So. And that's funny because uh, I'm 39, so when this movie came out, I was two. But for whatever reason, this movie is probably right up there with most watched in the Hightower household, up there with uh, Great Outdoors. And probably Adventures of Babysitting. Like, when I think of, like, watching movies as a child with my family, or maybe not with my sister, but, like, this is one of those films. This is one of those, like... Comfort movies? Oh, yeah. Top five. Like, had to have seen this the most times. Rented all the time from our store, our video store. So, I grew up loving it, obviously. Our family was a big family ties. Family. Everyone talks about, like, you know, oh, you know, we watched, you know, the Cosby's as a family, or, you know... yeah. Whatever the show was, and like my family, we always did. I remember watching Family Ties as like a unit. Uh, Michael J. Fox, obviously super entertaining. I was gonna say, know. I feel like you're a safe to say you're a big Michael J. Fox. I'm a guy. big Michael J. Fox, the real MJF. That's right. Don't be confused by that poser wrestler out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, no kidding. The real MJF, Michael cool. J. Fox. But yeah, so like I, Back to the Future, obviously was a big hit. You know, Teen Wolf, Family Ties. So that was like this guy's great. So. I grew up loving it. Obviously, the sports element of the film I really loved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was right in my wheelhouse as a as a young kid, and just I've seen it probably, I would guess like like thirty times. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it a lot. So, so yeah, uh, positive po- positive vibes coming into the film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is a fastball down the middle for you? High fly ball to left and good bye. No doubt. <laughs> I, I meant to, to tell you. I wanted to give it time to breathe. That's okay. I meant to tell you, actually. Like Again, totally random before we get into this. I was trying out a new uh, new soap tonight. Mm. Some good stuff. I found it at the store. Um, what was it called? It's got it's it's Duke Cannon, and it's I can't remember what the scent is, but it's like it's got uh, some. It said like oak barrel something or other. 
um, tobacco, and amber. Whoa! Amber is the color of your energy. Oh. <laughs> How fitting. I know, right? I had to do that. I, sorry, I had to say it. We, hadn't, we haven't Thank given you. an we amber. Done, yeah, we haven't done that one we in a while. We haven't done an amber in a while. Um, okay, shall we get into it? Uh, let's do. All right, so we open up um, on a basketball game. Beavers, not very good. The Beavers. They're not doing very good. And uh, I always forget when Coach tries to go over to forfeit the first game that he's trying to for- forfeit to Roger Predactor. <laughs> I wrote that same note. Roger Predactor. He's, man, we've done so many of his movies. Like We did a bunch early on, then we took a break. <clears throat> I think I even referenced one of those early episodes. Like he, he's, a co- he's the opposing coach. In That's right. <laughs> he didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. <laughs> Some of our guys are going for personal, personal records. That's or right. That's important to them. That's right. Um, I am going to tip my hand a little bit here, though. The coach is one of my favorite characters in this whole movie. Bobby Finstock? Oh, my coach God. Coach Finstock? He's fantastic. Well, I'm not doing too good. Well, what do you expect? Look at those sneakers. Yeah. We had sneakers like that. <laughs> no, tell them what we can do. They're, and they're like basically the exact same sneakers. Oh, yeah. You that. They're all Adidas. So like, yeah, it's, and dude. then the dude from uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. I can't remember his name, but he tries to throw that pass. <laughs> See, that fat kid's got a good arm. Chubb. <laughs> yeah, Chubb. Yeah. Chubb. Oh, man. Yeah, Francis um, from Pee Wee. So, one of the things to, like, watching this movie back, obviously watching it a little bit more critical lens, things are obviously not going well in the game. Mm-hmm. And then, at one point in time, there's a loose ball. And Scott, Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox, goes for it and gets tangled up with Mick for a loose ball. That's right. They're playing the dragons. They are holding on to this ball long enough this should be a jump ball. Yeah. So his first little like growl that kind of scares Mick away mm-hmm. totally should not have happened. The ref did not do his job. Well, the, 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 there's some spotty refereeing. Oh, the, yeah. Spotty officiating throughout the entire film. Yeah, it's definitely a there's no autopsy, no foul. Yeah, there's some rough play. We're in Nebraska, so maybe that's how things worked in Nebraska. That's true. Hey, that's why no That's good, why I wanted to go there. That's why no good players <laughs> came out of Nebraska. Well, until me, of course. My right. hypothetical situation. But you're right. There, like, there's, there's bad basketball in this movie. Not like start for starters, Michael J. Fox shoots like my five year old. Yeah, like, it's not great. I mean, worse than my five year old. Yeah, but like, there's just so there's so many moments that are unbelievable. Like, this would clearly be a foul call. This would be yes. like, like wouldn't even be a flagrant. It'd be like an automatic ejection on like some of these fouls that they're. But yeah, game one against the Dragons, who are going to end up being our rivals. And right, Mick. He's a real, you know what? Right, rhymes right. with Mick. <laughs> he's he's the stereotypical '80s preppy jerk. Yes, he's, he's the perfect. Yes, he is. Um, and I also have a, a little bit of a story here because after that, after he gets the, after he kind of growls at Mick and gets the ball away from him, mm-hmm. he like he's trying to show off in front of Pamela is her name, yeah, love interest kind of, but yeah, pa- Pamela and Mick are romantically involved. Anyway, he takes off and he decides to chuck up this long shot. Mm-hmm. So they're losing by so much that it yeah, doesn't matter. Losing by like sixty points, and he misses. So the reason I want to tell this story is because I did something similar <laughs> in middle school to the point to where my mom was embarrassed <laughs> to go down and get me because she's like, what were you doing? So <laughs> we were losing. It wasn't this bad. Like the score wasn't this lopsided, but it was at least 10 points. Like we were we were going to lose. I got a loose ball with like one second left and we were – in the gym, actually where I live now, we were playing, we were playing there, but it was like a tournament. So I turn and I just, I huck it. I'm mm-hmm. like, 
oh man, this would be really cool. I was genuinely thinking like I'm trying to make this just because I want to make it. Not, yeah, for, yeah, it's always fun to hit a half court shot. But I, you know, I'm in seventh grade, so sure. I chuck it. Well, the way our, that court was set up, there's the court, and then there's like a walkway where like the PE teachers' mm. offices. So there's this great big glass. Off to the, like, if you're looking at the hoop, it's off to the left side. Oh, yeah. Totally smoked that. Broke the glass. Yes. Like, <laughs> it wasn't your school, though, right? No, it, was, it wasn't yeah. my school. Hey, it was our who, rival school, actually. Yeah, who cares? So, but I was like, I didn't even realize it broke. That's awesome. So we went into the locker room, and I, like, I didn't play particularly well. But to be fair, I'm not a good basketball player, so that was pretty standard. And I came awesome. out, and Mom's like, what were you doing? I was like, I was just trying to make a shot. She goes, you broke the glass. I was like, seriously? That's awesome. It's like well, that's pretty good. I checked it from half over over half court. Like it's a hell of a toss if that's, you ask me. Hey, well done. Son. So you know, to this day, mom still's like, yeah. Well, at least you're not psycho enough. Like turn around, and chuck a ball across half court. Papa Cash gave you a high five. Pa- I don't. I don't think Papa Cash. I think he had something <laughs> else going on. But when mom told him, he that's just kind of like, yeah, that sounds like something I do. My freshman year of basketball, we had this kid who was just amazing at hitting half court shots. It's like we would like put him in at the end of like the half or you know quarter or whatever. He made like quite a few. Like, it, like it was uncanny. He was just really good at like half court shots. Like, I never was. It was crazy. Like I said, I was bad about. You've seen me play basketball. I feel like, like I was decent at half court shots, but this kid, like, just man, it was his thing. Huh? Hit a straight ball. Just, <laughs> just, just man. He made a lot of them. If I'm there, I'm open. Amen. So after the game, um, they're getting cleaned up, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in the locker room, and Styles. Um, Michael J. Fox's friend. He's trying to swindle him out to help out get a keg. That's right. Where's it? Get that seven bucks you owe me? That's right. You owe me seven bucks. <laughs> and we also see that Scott's, uh, <clears throat> he's got some things going on. He's got a long hair coming out of his chest. Yeah, really gross hair. Really strange. Did you see what he does with that after he plucks it? Just yanks it and throws it. He, do you see where he throws it? Uh-uh. He throws it in his locker. Seriously? Yeah. If you oh, go back and watch it, he yanks it and he goes over and just tosses it right into his locker. That's awful. I did not so, catch yeah. that. So bizarre. Oh, wow. What's he doing? Also, Saving I don't know, it for I, later. I don't know if you heard, but when they come in, Coach Fensock's like, hey, one down. There's a good news is, you know, we got you know one down, uh, 11 more to go. They only play a 12-game season. Yeah, apparently. That's so bizarre. It's quick. Well, I, I mean, like, that explains why they could make the championship later. I yeah, that's true. If you only lose one game and say, I short season. I thought they played like 30 games. Well, if they're even. in Nebraska, probably hard to it's true. Everyone's. Football only. They're all spread out, too. It's hard to... You don't want to schedule games across state. I guess so. Driving across Nebraska is the worst. Nebraska. Sorry to anybody who's listening in Nebraska. Um, I don't think we have Nebraska on our, on our listenership list, so screw Nebraska. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Vaughn lives in Nebraska now. He's probably, oh, okay. he's probably listening. Fair enough. Love Nebraska. Go Lopers. That's right. Huskers all day. <laughs> um, and Scott, afterwards, he, after he gets cleaned up, he goes into the coach's office to talk to him. He's like, Coach, I got some problems. I think I might have to quit. <laughs> you got problems. I got the IRS breathing down yeah. my neck. You got a job. Maybe I should be uh, coming to you for money. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy coming. Same thing, Scott. He's telling me all this stuff. His wife, you know, his mom, they need money, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened to the kid? I don't know. He's a third stringer. I didn't need him. <laughs> Did you happen to see what he was eating? Uh-uh. Some KFC. Oh, yeah, because he says, you want, a, you, know, wing, you want a breast or a thigh or something? Hey, hey, Scott, great game out there. You want a thigh or a wing or something? <laughs> Dude, Coach Finstock, I'm going to go ahead and just say it right now. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. One of the best, like, side characters yes. of any movie of all time. It's 
genuinely like his delivery of his lines Amazing. is what does it to me. Amazing. So incredibly like I just don't care. Yeah, he's but a, with 100% confidence. Yes. And like he has probably, you know, three or four scenes and all very minimal but he's stealing the show and yeah. even like when he's in the background or doing like ADR cuz there's times later where like his <laughs> they clearly just had him like saying stuff. Oh yeah. During the game, but man, <laughs> this guy just one of the best characters of all time coach can i talk to you about something yeah absolutely you know i'm always here for you well it's kind of personal well i'm pretty busy you know (laughs) it's just immediately (laughs) flip-flops um so then we uh after that boof boof we get to meet boof let me tell you right now let me stop you yes let me just let me just tell you yes let me take you back take me back 1980 something okay boof may have been my first love I know I declared it as Chris from Adventures in Babysitting, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue, mm-hmm. but this movie predates that movie, so it was actually probably Boof, my first, I, my first crush. Oddly enough, I'm right there with you. Like, Boof, Boof has my heart still to this day. First time when I saw it, I was like, she's just a sweetheart. She really is. Just, just a great person. Cute as the button. Yeah. The only thing I didn't never understood was that name, Boof. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into Boof. Please. So her name, her name in the film is Lisa Marconi. Lisa Boof Marconi. Okay. But she goes by Boof. Uh, the character actually was named after a former high school sweetheart of one of the writers of the film. Oh, okay. That's nice. And her name was named after Lisa Boof Marconi. So just <laughs> just straight up lifted the name from his actual girlfriend. <laughs> that's, that, that, I don't know if that's sweet or creepy. So yeah, when, when they say based on, they mean that's her actual, that, that was the lady's it's name. It's not like a Hollywood based on no, movie. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not an in reference to. Based it's, on true events. Yeah, it's legit her. So I was it. just really hoping that like Boof was like short for, like I said, told you downstairs, Boofany or. <laughs> Boofan. Boofer. Here's my prediction. I'm going to guess Pain. that Boof, <laughs> that Boof. Stands for is a nickname off of Ruth. I'm gonna say her middle name is Ruth or Ruth Ann or something like Lisa Ruth, Lisa Ruth Ann Marconi. Mm-hmm. Because I had, there was a girl back from where I'm from. I feel like they called her Booth. I'm pretty sure her name was Ruth. So that's or or maybe they just loved Teen Wolf and just right maybe, called maybe. Her Booth. That's, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that is my prediction. So I didn't tell you downstairs. That's actually gonna be our new daughter's name whenever she's born. Oh, Booth. <laughs> how co- coincidentally? I know, right? I got a new car. And I've named it Boof. It's perfect. It's official. It's in my Chevy app and everything. That's my awesome. My car's name is Boof. That's fantastic. So, there you go. But I'm glad we agree. Boof, I, I've always I've always had a soft spot for Boof. Love Boof. Yeah, absolutely. Love her. Absolutely love her. Loyal to a fault. Susan Orsidi was her name. we got to give the actor actress okay. some credit. Okay, all right. Yeah, because I did not write... I wrote down Michael J. Fox's name. I did not write down anybody She's else's. In, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of people, but she was. she did a little bit. She did a few movies and... She did a lot of TV shows. I think, I know she was in like Charles in Charge, maybe a couple episodes. Or okay, a little bit, but man, sweetheart, she'll, she'll forever be Boof. Absolutely. Uh, and she listens to Scott complain about being average and how he wants Pamela Wells to notice him. And he's such an idiot. He is. He wants Pamela Wells, who has zero interest in him, and she is a B. And he's got Boof, his best friend, I right know. in front of him the whole time. It's one of those like I classic. Know. 80s teen. I know. Sitch. He's he's chasing Pam and she's chasing him. It's I tell you what. He loves her, but she loves he loves somebody or she loves somebody else. That's right. You just can't win. Love stinks. <laughs> um so anyway, she walks with him to the store and to the Scott, hardware store. Scott talks with his dad. 
Harold. That's right. James Hampton. James I did, Hampton. I did write down his name. I don't. I only remember him from Teen Wolf Two as well. <laughs> He's the uncle. He was in. I looked it up. I was I, for some reason I was like, oh yeah, he was in Matlock. <laughs> Probably, murder probably she, was in Matlock. Murder, she wrote. I was like, oh yeah, he's in Deliverance. Like he's got to be in Deliverance, oh, really? but I, no, he's not. He, I'm, I was thinking of Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty is like uh, Chubb would be like if Ned Beatty and the dad from this movie made it, it would be Chubb. But he he is in another Burt Reynolds film. Oh, Gator. The longest no. The longest yard. Longest yard. He's the caretaker in the longest yard. Oh, the okay. original. All right. Gator though. Have you seen Gator? No, I just remember seeing that like box art one time. It makes me think of uh, Gator's terrible. It makes me think of the Wolf Ferrell movie. What's where his oh, the other guys? <laughs> Who's a pimp? Do you know who the bad guy is in Gator? <laughs> no, Jerry Reed. <laughs> Bama McCall. It all comes back. Oh yeah, I've watched I've watched Gator more times than I care to. Admit. Hey, I did put. I wanted to let you know. I put Eastbound and Down on my Branson list, mm. but it was a cover, so it's not Jerry. Reed. Ooh, that's that's terrible. <laughs> I actually. It's really good cover, though. Okay, sorry, going in, going in on a side tangent again, but I got on Jerry Reed, so. Oh, great! I know. At least it wasn't "It's Always Sunny" or "Wild Wild West" yet. I prefer "It's Always Sunny." <laughs> hey, do your "Sunny." It's always sunny. Uh, Teen Wolf reference. I will. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> um. Save anyway, it. the little cash is like we went to the Halloween store. She's been just clinging to Halloween type stuff. I love it. Like absolutely on board with one. So. The, and I say Halloween stuff like we've been listening to the song Purple People Eater. Oh, like yes. that's as that's as crazy as it gets. Like we tried to show her some other stuff. She was too scared of it. But I was like, hey, I'll do Scooby Doo. Mm. Like that's you know cartoon. That's lighthearted enough. Yeah. And I actually found on Prime. I had to buy it, but it was like two dollars. The episode where Jerry Reed was mm, the was the guest. That's so right. I remember we, that actually. We, we watched that today. Actually tonight. Good time. So there you go. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um. So Scott goes in back into work for his father, Harold, and he's working at the hardware store, and they're kind of giving him a hard time. And then there's that kid blowing the dog whistle in mm-hmm. the aisle, mm-hmm. and it's it's bothering Scott. It's hurting his ears. <clears throat> bothering me. Yeah. I didn't like that sound. That's a terrible sound. And I had the volume down relatively low last night when I was watching it, so I didn't wake anybody up. And even then, I was like, God bless it. Like, do you? I don't know if you noticed, but on like when he's reacting to that dog whistle, he's at the counter. First of all, there's a random bowl of popcorn. Did you see that random giant bowl of popcorn no. he eats out of? It's super bizarre. But anyway, <laughs> it's just a giant bowl of popcorn. But anyway, uh, on the stand, like, you know how they kind of get you with extra purchases at the mm-hmm. stand with, like, gum, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but there were tiny little orange juice gallon, like, mini gallons. It's like a milk gallon, you know, like a carton of mm-hmm. milk. But they were miniature ones, and they had, like, it looked like an orange juice or a grape juice, but they were actually, like, a little chiclet gum. I don't know if you remember those. I don't think. No, I, I saw. I was like, "Oh my god, what a blast from the past!" I remember chiclets, but I don't remember that. Yeah, it was just t- that they were packaging. Like, they were like tiny little chiclets, but they came in like a little orange juice carton. Like, I do not remember that at all. Oh man, that brought back a lot of memories. Nice. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, so after that, he gets the whistle away from the kid. Then we cut to Pamela reciting her lines. Pamela. Creeped me out because this high school play director, he's like, "You need to say it more sensually." Yeah, I uh, I have a note in here that's like, who is this guy? Is he a teacher or? He, I don't know, but he seemed like uh someone that like is, he didn't seem like he worked at the school for some reason. 
No. Well, and he's 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 walking. And they call him Carl. They like call him by or Curtis. What do they call him? I th- I thought it was Carl. Okay, maybe it's Carl. It's something like that. I th- he's but he's walking down a bad path here, telling a high school girl like say things more sensual like that. Yeah. That's no good. So it was fine. It was fine in '85. I, apparently, 80, I guess '85. Yeah, '85. And Scott's uh, delivering some supplies, but in the oh, Mr. Thorne. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, well, Mr. Th- the the vice principal busting his chops. Yeah, but he's got his hands full and he drops the tape and he yes. throws the tape at him. Yes. Oh. Guy's got, guy's got an axe to grind. But no kidding. As he's dropping the the supplies off, he goes up on stage and actually tries to, I mean, to Scott's credit, he takes a swing. He's like, hey, you need to ride to the party tonight? Dude, he is very, he's bold, man. He is. I give him credit. He's not He's not like Marty. He's not afraid of rejection. He, he is. He, that's true. He goes after it a couple times, but she oh. kind of. She doesn't really recognize it. Plus, Mick shows up, which this this was a question I had watching it this time. Mm-hmm. Mick plays for what'd you say the team was? The Dragons. The Dragons. So it's a rival school, but Mick is like always around at this school. Yeah. Like it's super weird. Like why is he hanging around this school? I always took it as like the it was like the next town over. Which is probably why they're rivals. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So, and they make a comment about how he's like really like twenty something, but he's still in high school because he's flunked or is serving time or whatever. So, I'm guessing he doesn't care about school very much. Maybe he's got the schedule where he is like his afternoons off because he's like working in the. That could be shop all morning. I don't know. I don't. I just was like, why is he hanging around their school so much? Like he always pops up no matter what. It's because that girl, man. He's got to mark his territory. But he shows up and takes Pamela away. Um, By the way, they're clearly a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. She this, even says at one point this will come later together. But yeah, they're like he's Michael J. Fox is so delirious that he thinks that they're not an item. Yeah. I don't know what they're like. Always, literally, always together. Um, I got you know Styles too. Ever the entrepreneur trying to trying to swindle people, trying to work his way, trying to get that keg so mm-hmm. he can be the life of the party. It's a great great style scene here. Yes, this might be his best scene, acting like he's like an older. Yeah, they're throwing a party for everybody down at the gravel yard, you know, <laughs> busting my chops about. Here's a little bit extra for you too. All right, he's got a cigarette <laughs> yep. hanging off his lips. Like, oh man, love this scene. Never say, say die. die. That's right. It uh, doesn't work. That shopkeeper's a real ball buster. Yeah, he ain't messing around. No, I, I assume that's Tony. It's Tony's liquor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that I, guy. I would Tony. think that's Tony. I'm gonna call that guy Tony. Maybe Antonio. Maybe he's a proper. Uh, the friend with Styles, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to him because I do pay attention. He's gonna show up in another film I make you watch someday. Okay. Is it Dream film. Little Dream? Dream Little Dream. <laughs> yes, sir. You're all, you're all over. Totally this. different, much different character in that film. But so it just cracks me up that uh, like that's. Th- Two extremes. They are. Two extremes. I, from what you've told me, it does sound like it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, then we cut back to Scott. He's eating dinner with his dad, and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about quitting the basketball team, maybe going out for theater. Mm-hmm. And good for Scott's dad. He's like, hey. Yeah, you committed. You made a commitment. These people are counting on you. Yes, sir. You need to do what you're supposed to do. So I give Scott's father a lot of credit. He gives, gives some good life lessons in this movie. That's what we're missing in the world today. Parents yeah. that make their kids accountable to what they've committed to. I agree. Amen. I totally agree. Mr. Howard, good parent. That's right. Single parent, too. He is. Doing the best he can. I have a question for about that later on, I have on a too. question, too. Okay. Maybe maybe we have the same one. Because many times I've seen this movie, I probably don't have an answer for you. I picked up on something later, and I was like, but, wait yeah, a minute. Like, what? what? Yeah, I, I think it's just supposed to be an insult. But we'll I get think there. so. Okay, we'll so we're there. probably going the same direction. We'll get there. Um, 
So then Styles shows up. He's going to take him to the party. Mm-hmm. And Scott, like, before they leave, Scott's like, hey, man, you know, like, any rash going around school? Like, yeah. like I'm thinking to myself, like, that's a weird question. No like, hey, man, you know, you got any weird rashes going around? Like, yeah, actually, we got uh, a bit of scabies going around. It's pretty pretty <laughs> nasty. And then Styles, the shop, te- shop teacher got his pee-pee stuck, stuck in a vacuum cleaner. That's like, right. Way to deflect. Way to, way to defuse the situation. So when they go back to Tony's Liquor here, mm-hmm. did you happen to catch the beverage, which actually pops up all over this film, but this is the first time I see him. Was she getting an RC? Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. A six-pack of RC cola. Yeah. I love it. And it's like they're drinking it all throughout the film after that, but that's so great. There's a couple of places still around Oh yeah, selling RC, like Fountain. Oh, yeah. RC cola, baby. I remember drinking it back then. I can't do it anymore, but I used to drink it when I was younger. I remember like not having it for a really long time, then having it, and it just kind of tasted like dirty, a little dirty in your, like, dirty it's cola. Gnarly. It's just gnarly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but, I mean, <clears throat> for nostalgia's sake, I'll represent it. I remember one time they made like a cherry RC. I was all, I was down for that, man. They're trying to compete with like the wild cherry Pepsi and stuff. Mm-hmm. At that mm-hmm. time, yeah. When, remember like Cherry Coke, like redesigned their cans mm-hmm. and. What a time to be alive. <laughs> the best of times. The Cola Wars, That's baby. That's right. So, yeah, they go back to Tony's Liquor and Scott. Their, their plan is to put a plastic water gun in what? his pocket. Seriously. like That's <laughs> so aggressive. Whether or not that's an actual gun, that's jail time. That's Yeah, you're asking for trouble. You like, wanted it's them one to thing. rob a liquor store for a keg it's of one, beer. It's one thing for an underage kid to try and go in and ask for a keg. Yeah. It's another thing to pretend like armed robbery <laughs> styles was like ready to send his friend to like prison he was like hey, why don't you give it a shot like he's got me my peg good lord little does he know though all you have to do is get your eyes to turn red and get talk mad. and a little bit deeper give me, give me a keg of beer that good guy, good scene that guy runs with his tail tucked between his legs i read somewhere where or maybe someone was talking about it like the, the red eye stuff was kind of corny or whatever but i was like man i thought it was awesome i thought it was very effective i mean yeah i could see it being corny but i honestly like i don't have any problems with the special effects for this movie i'm oh, I like they're great yeah i have one one thing that i think is kind of lame but it's so brief that it doesn't really matter we'll get there soon like okay. it's, it's coming up here shortly but well, like see, I, I also like all throughout this happening like we're seeing like he has like the hairy that like long hair mm-hmm. in his chest he has like long fingernails at one point he's got like mm-hmm. the hairy palms at the play, like I love that they're like hinting all these like trans- very subtly. Yeah, I, I I love it. Like it's all physical or uh, you know like real effects. You know, so like, I, I love it. Yeah. Um. There's no CGI. No, back in the day, <laughs> again, simpler times, better times. They spent as little as possible on this film. They probably twenty one days. This movie was shot in twenty one days. I'd buy that. That's phenomenal. I, yeah, absolutely. And you turn out this type of product in twenty one days. Good for this guy. Bravo. I forgot his name already, but good for this guy. Doesn't matter. That's he went on to do K nine with, with Jim Belushi, <laughs> the the unfunny Belushi. Now, we fair enough. Um, so Scott and Lewis are in in the van together, and they're just kind of chit chatting back back and forth. And Scott's like, "I'm I'm really interested in Pamela." And again, Lewis is like, "Hey, moron, Boof is right there." Like. That's right. You need to just open your eyes, and Scott's like, I don't know, we were like, you know, friends, like family, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. 
And then we get to our first instance of the van surfing because Styles pulls over and switches with Lewis. And what's he say before he gets on the hood? This, uh, or so what he says something. Um, it's a callback to episode number like four. Cowabunga. 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 That's, I was like, why? I, 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 in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to forget that. And as soon as you put me on the spot, I, I blank. But yes, he this does. This is 85. This is pre- so we wa- we did a movie right after Ninja Turtles that was in the eighties, and they say cowabunga, I'm blanking on what it was, but we were like, "Gosh, is this the first reference of cowabunga? Like, where did that come what from?" What was it? What was it? I know I can't remember. It's just some, it's some like nerdy white guy too. So it was like just totally out of out of left field. But we'll have to look it up later. But this is probably around the time like the comics maybe came out because the cartoon was like eighty eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Could be so, but even still, like I don't think that comic book was popular enough. I mean, to... it was, I think it's definitely a surfing term, also. Oh yeah. So, but it's just yeah, just I love it. Cowabunga, man. Cowabunga, bro. And like you said, to your point, at the like while Scott's driving, he sees he has pointy ears now too. So he's like That's real right. quick, he's like, oh god, I got pointy ears. Um, and we get little Beach Boys, and we get Beach Boys. Love it. And they get to the party. Um, Scott goes, again, right up to Pamela. Again, he takes another shot here, and she just completely ignores him, basically. And (laughs) I always forget this. this, So Styles is going through all this to try and get this keg. He's going everything, and then he shows up with the keg, and they're like, yeah, just put it over there. There's like like, eight of them over there. He's like, we'll see if we get to it. It's better feng shui for the party if we put it over there. Do you know what? It might have been Adventures in Babysitting. A reporter? Or no, who framed... Who, yeah, Adventures in Babysitting. Maybe. Yeah, it was probably Adventures in Babysitting. I don't I think like they there's say a reporter in... or something that says it. Probably. Or Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I don't. I feel like it wasn't Who Framed Roger... Because that's set in the like 30s, so yeah, I don't think... I feel like it's Adventures in Babysitting. That's gotta be. That Batman, makes sense. Batman, Coming to America, Speed, Major League... Yeah, it's got to be Beetlejuice, Tango and Cash. Yeah, I think it's Avengers and Babysitting. Has to be. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Um, Ninja Turtles is episode three, by the way. I know. Man, it seems like forever ago. So long ago. We should do Secret of the Ooze sometime. We will. Don't worry. I actually, we had this debate, me and a guy at work. uh, I thought I was the only one that thought about this, but somebody, somebody kept saying this week, like, we need to collaborate, collaborate, and... One of the ladies like, oh, all I can think of is Vanilla Ice saying, stop, collaborate, and listen. And me and this other guy go, that's not even his best song. His best song. And the guy's like, you know, it's Go Ninja Go. I was like, you're talking about ninja rap, of course. He's like, yeah, okay, I thought I was the only one that knew that. And then he didn't believe me that I listened to it oh, yeah. on the way to our luncheon. So, I love ninja rap. It's got the whistles to oh, yeah. start off. I can listen to that anytime. Dude, that gets me pumped. That's every time. Um so I think, you know, again, being being the 80s, Styles continues his his games. Great at party games. Great, Great at party natural game. fun committee president. Probably going to be a little problematic in current day climate for oh, some of, of it. But oh, of course. At hey, the time. It seemed it. like everyone was willing to participate, though. Yeah, there's no... There's some crazy weird games going on. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if... Did you... Were you at any high school parties that any of these <laughs> shenanigans that went down at? Like... I can't tell you how or many college. times I have was hog tied with whipped cream. Yeah, that was just, bizarre. I was like, what? That just seems like torture. That yeah, that seems gross. I'm just like, ugh. Those people and they like shower up, clean up, and do you know what? I honestly, my thought when he pours that bowl of Jello down that lady's shirt, I'm like, I don't mind Jello for like a cup. I'm not going to eat that much Jello in one sitting. Like yeah. that's too much Jello. A bowl of Jello jigglers. And she and she's like, oh okay, whatever, no big deal. I'm like that's just going to be stick like. 
Yeah. None of that sounds appealing to me now. It's Maybe it's just because I'm older. It's going to get very sticky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I believe it's seven minutes in heaven, I believe. I think so. And Boof lies. A great move by Boof. It was. Smart decision. She lies that Scott was on her piece of paper. I, and But the funny thing is she like immediately fesses up. She does. She's like, I lied. I had, felt, I had Malcolm. But that just goes to her character. <laughs> He's like, Malcolm's a great guy. Yeah, Malcolm's a good dude. <laughs> good for Scott trying to set Malcolm know, up, what? too. Like, just two kind people. Yeah. Hey, hey, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, Yeah, good for her, though. She immediately, she's like, I, I, I wanted to pick you because whatever it could be worse. And then she actually starts putting the moves on oh, him. Oh, yeah. She's the aggressor. She is. Good for her. And then he becomes yeah, very un- aggressive. Unfortunately for her, tonight is the night that he is going to transform. Gets a little, <clears throat> little handsy, a little aggressive. I got to call this out because for years... I've noticed this, and I can only see this one character in this scene. Did you happen to notice Styles's like, like, partner, like the lady holding the? She's always holding the stuff that he draws out of, or oh yeah, the props. She's like, yeah. she's wearing like like lingerie essentially at yes. this party. I don't know why, but I love that girl, and like she's like the Clue outfit, the maid she, outfit for Clue almost. Kinda. She but she makes like some weird faces and like. But she's also one of Styles' friends throughout the movie, so she's at all the games. She's always whenever Styles she's has those girls, she's always like messing with Lewis or like I, I just love that character so much. But I can during this scene, I'm like laser focused on her face because she's making like kind of like side eyes. I've and, I've never I didn't oh, pay attention to it. I love this lady. It's it's his shirt. She has no lines, but she does some great acting. That's fine. That that's sometimes less is more. That's right. Sometimes less is more. True. True. Uh, they bust open the door too, and you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And Boof kind of slinks away. She's like, "It was not exactly what I expected." And mm-hmm. Scott's clearly a little shook up about it too. But yeah. uh, he leaves the party, drives home, and uh, goes upstairs. Just immediately goes upstairs. He's not doing well. And then we get the first, actually, really the only like the transformation visual transformation from Scott to Wolf. I think it's very appropriate that their last name is Howard. Yes, and here's why. During this transformation scene, <laughs> here's my theory. Yes, I don't think that this. I don't think their last name was, was Howard yet. But during this makeup transformation, at one point, I feel like the director was looking at Michael J. Fox in the makeup, and he's like, "Oh man, that looks like Clint Howard." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my theory as to how his name became Scott Howard. I see. I see. At one point, if you freeze frame it, he looks exactly like. A oh, werewolf, God. Clint I know, Howard. I know exactly what you're. You know talking what I'm talking about? about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like before it goes like full major. It's just, yep. He's just got like more hair on top. It's a hundred percent like Clint Howard. Oh my gosh, that's. So I'm like that has they had to been like oh man this guy looks like Clint Howard that's his last name <laughs> best tackle I've seen since Joe Montana <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Oh, well, Joe that's... Montana was a quarterback. He's actually in uh, Night Shift too, very briefly. Uh, Clint Howard? Yes, because his brother directed it. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton, yeah. Henry Winkler. But Ron Howard directed Night Shift. It was his like, first big director. And it's, it always makes me laugh because he shows up and Michael Keaton's giving him a ride to this party. And he's using the hearse to do it. And <laughs> Henry Winkler's like, hey, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing like that. This is this is a limousine. And Michael Keaton's like, yeah, it's a limousine for dead people. <laughs> or Henry goes, yeah, it's a limousine for dead people. And Michael Keaton goes, did you see that kid? His name's Jeffrey Durkin in that movie, so anytime we see somebody like that, my dad and I always like, my name's Jeffrey Durkin? You sure are. 
Sorry. Um, okay, so this actually is this is my one like in terms of special effects, my gripe with the movie. So Michael J. Fox transformation, I'm totally fine with. Like, okay. oh. Okay. Go for ahead. for what they do, like yeah. for the budget, like it was nineteen eighty five. Yeah, like I had no problems. Especially, it's not like a werewolf of London where it's like, it's like a little bit of that, but they don't go to that. It's not as good as that. Yeah, and it, they didn't. You don't want to make it gruesome and gnarly anyway for yeah, this kind of movie. Com- yeah, right. However, when his dad insists <laughs> on opening the door, and then he just opens the door, he just looks like he looks like a. He doesn't even look like a werewolf. He looks like a Yorkie that he got looks his like a goat hair dry. Like, yeah. Just, Poof hair. Like, he looks like the, a man goat. It, it's, exactly. Or something. I, every time I see it, I'm like, that is so. That is lame. Like, it's very comical. Thankfully, it's very brief. It has to have been on done on purpose. I would it's so obviously hilarious. And he just looks like ashamed of himself too when he opens He's the door. Like, He's just I, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have told you. My bad. <laughs> oh my god! And then he sets him down and gives him the Spider-Man speech. He does. That's exactly what I said. He, he drops a pre-Uncle Ben. Great so, power comes greater responsibility. The writer, one of the writers, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not. I saw it on the internet, so who knows. Also wrote for Marvel Comics, apparently. Oh, okay. And may have also done some Spider-Man work. So maybe That the, would make sense. Maybe he was paying homage to some of his other predecessors. Like, like Boof getting the name totally ripped off. Right. <laughs> Boof! Uh, thankfully, you know, his dad obviously gives him a rundown like, hey, this has been in our family. Like, I was hoping it skipped you. Clearly, mm-hmm. it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff that can go along with it. you got to learn to control it. I'm like, I mean, same could be said for a lot of things, not just being a werewolf. That's, just, that's for life. That's a life lesson that he's handing down right there. So true. And so Scott goes off to school, and for some reason, Pamela starts talking to him. Yeah, she can tell something's changed. Yeah. he's. It's the pheromones. It's, it's the it's animal instinct. He, at this scene, too, he he does something. He, he, he You know Michael J. Fox is from Canada originally? Yes. We get a real hard Canadian sorry. Sorry the, about yeah. that, yeah. He's like, sorry. I was like, oh, man, there it was. <laughs> there he is. Panic to Bombardier, panic to Bombardier. Um, oh, sure. So Pam starts talking to Scott and, you know, just kind of chit-chatting. But then Boof walks by and she's like, hey, missed you at lunch. So mm-hmm. already Scott's starting to... TC. He's starting to turn on his, his fan Or not turn on, but he's starting to ignore some of his actual yeah. friends. Too cool, man. Getting to his head a little bit. And he starts having some real weird freakouts during classes where people are saying wolf. That's right. And this is where... Thomas Wolf. Thomas Wolf, please. <laughs> it's a book, Scott. Um, and Styles wearing that shirt. The, what are you looking at? Uh, We're looking at Dick Nose. Yeah, Dick Nose. Classic. Mac wears it all the time, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And I was always like, it, when I first started watching, I was like, I, that's from something in the '80s, and I couldn't ever remember. And then when I went back watch, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. The Teen Wolf character is very iconic for the movie itself. That I would argue that's just as iconic. That shirt. That shirt's everywhere. Yeah, 100%. Everyone knows that shirt in this movie. When he starts selling the Teen Wolf shirts later on, too, I've seen those. Mm, those are sweet. I've yeah. seen those shirts for sale a lot, that, too. Like, what is that, cool 80s or the 80s tees, whatever? They, yeah. They yep. sell that same shirt. Yep. Genius. So after Scott keeps freaking out, she that one teacher calls him up to board, which I'm pretty sure that teacher is the lady from Overboard that... Um, 
she gets the boys in trouble. And oh, Goldie she's Hunt. also a teacher. I've, I'm like ninety nine percent. I was going to say this lady looks so familiar. I did not as look it teacher. up, but I'm like fairly confident. Man, you could be right because she looked very, very familiar, especially in that teaching setting. Like, well done. I'm pretty, pretty sure. But she calls Scott right. up, and Scott's fingernails are, are starting to mm-hmm. grow, and he kind of was like, "All right, I'm out of here." So he takes off running down the hall, mm-hmm. trying to go to the bathroom, and the janitor's like, "Hey, don't go in there. The floor's wet." I think that's the understatement of the year. It's like standing water. I was like, did he just pour buckets of water? In Seriously. The like, you there's expect that to he, dry within, you know, how long is the class? 40 minutes? Yeah. Like, but there's at one point he's running down the hall. Like, there's a genuine, like, a puddle splash at one point. It's like, yeah, a couple what, times. what kind of mopping are you doing? Yeah. That guy's going to get fired. And he opens the door. That one kid's marking up the mirror <laughs> with a marker. Right. Which I was like, all right, that's random. But... It ties in because once he gets caught by the principal, by the vice principal, he's like, you're a long way from here, Scott. Like, let me see your hands. So you mm-hmm. think, oh, God, he's gonna, he's looking for the fingernails, but you wouldn't happen to have a marker on you, would you? That's the most real depiction of a high school event in this entire movie. Yes. Some a-hole kid in the bathroom drawing on the freaking mar- board or, you know, mirror. Yep. People used to do that all the time. You used to drive me crazy. I, me too. I, I'm right there with you. Have some respect. That's right. That's why we can't have nice things. That's right. <laughs> so near miss there at school, but he Wait, gets, hold on. gets away with it. This might be the m- grossest part of the movie. It's only second to him throwing his own hair in his locker. <laughs> throwing his hair into the sink. Uh, he washes his hands, blah, 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 oh. in the sink. The vice president walks over to the sink, pulls the long, gross hair out of the sink and like inspects it. Yeah. What is he doing? I mean, that's it, even that's even worse because that's not his hair. Has to be. He knows the lineage, so maybe Gross. he's like, "Not cool." Oh no! But yeah, I would not touch somebody else's hair like yeah, that. He better wash his hands immediately. It's gnarly enough whenever you have to clean the yeah. bathtub after your wife. No kidding. And whatever gremlin creatures come out of that freaking drain, <laughs> like. But I'm married to that. Like I at least can I can handle that. But somebody else. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, how do you have any hair left on your head? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how in God's name is there anything left? I've asked that exact question. It's like it's like cool Ethan building his hair doll. <laughs> I've seen a meme too, like somebody put like a picture from Critters on there, like the, the thing waiting for me in the drain as I clean my <laughs> clean my wife's shower doll. I'm like, yeah, that's fitting. Um, so there's no suspense here either. Like there's no build up to this. Scott's just tells Styles like, hey, I'm a werewolf. And then just, yeah, just immediately transforms. Snaps his fingers all of a sudden and can do it. Which, this was a question I had. Like, isn't it usually werewolves that come out full moons? Well, the initial transformation happens on a full moon. It does. But now once he's aware, like now he can just... I like it too because they write it in the story. Style, he'd show Styles and Styles is like, so you can just do it whenever you want? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I'm doing it right now. Right, he hey, fair enough. And not only that, he says, what can a teen wolf do? Oh, that's right. So I wrote that down I too. Know you, I figured you'd, you'd It's one of my favorite that. things. References the movie. A teen wolf can find a stash of weed. Yeah, that's, that's what right. he can do. He sniffs it out. <laughs> um, And then after that, Boof is playing some pickup basketball with... Uh, oh my God, with Mr. <laughs> Howard. Mr. Howard's like, that's weird. You like right then, you know she's a keeper. Oh yeah, just backing down your dad That's in right. the post. That's right. Yeah, there's no. There, the only thing missing was a good elbow. You know, one of those quick pivots and the elbow in the face. I can, there's a lot of bad Push boys. A bad boys '80s Pistons vibe from the dragons. Like yeah. That's right. It totally could have happened here. Street, 
walk away be like, you're lucky I left your dad with two functioning knees. <laughs> oh, Boof. And he, Scott's, Scott's that Harold's like, hey, walk home with Boof. Like, Scott. It gives him those weird eyes. Like, <laughs> She's like, you want to walk me home? He's yeah. like, ah, I just got home. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> but that, and then like the look he gives, and when he's walking away, he's like, mm-hmm, and he gives yeah, right. him two, like, whoa, okay. I felt that when he like said his name, like, disappointingly i'm like man I, that's my dad like you know when you're a little and like he says your name like that you're like oh you've I, uh, wrong answer daisy. wrong answer i just got home scott <laughs> scott's still being interred to boof he won't tell her the won't tell her the news walks with her like they reminisce and they chit chat but mm-hmm. won't won't tell her the news i mean I will give him. I'll give him a pass. He's freaking turning into a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, still, but he told Styles immediately. That is true. He did seem a lot happier with Styles. And I don't, Boof, know. he's known Boof probably just as long. It sounds like. But maybe after the meeting with Styles, he realizes that people are just using him for the wolf. Could be. I don't know. I would, but I mean, like if I'm Scott and I'm feeling probably a little awkward with how things went down at the party, mm-hmm. like maybe be like, hey. Um, by the way, I realized I got a little handsy, but as it turns out, I'm part werewolf. That's right. That scratch on your back so, was my claws. Sorry about that. Also, be, sorry. On, be, be on the lookout the next full moon. You might turn into one. <laughs> oh, boy. Coach, giving a pep talk. Hey, get out there. Good luck, guys. Chowing down on a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Go get me some salt. <laughs> what? Right. Salt? Give me some salt. <laughs> I love that kid. And uh, Scott can't. Can't hold it in anymore. Playing the cadets. Playing the cadets this time. Okay. They're, they're not as rough as the dragons, but they're they're playing hard. Playing the, hardball. There's a there's a scuttle on the floor. Everybody's going for a pa- or ball, loose ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott comes up. He's the wolf. He's the werewolf. He is great because it's like we get no sound, no music. Yep. You just hear the heavy breathing and like a little bit of a growl, mm-hmm. and then he comes up, and he's a wolf. That's right. And then the best song. And he travels because he yes, did he not. <laughs> yes, he does. But then he takes it down and puts in a layup. He does. He dunks. This is a straight dunk. He, oh, that's right. He does initially dunk. You're right. I also have a theory on this before you get into because that song is fantastic. And then we get the best song in the history of any sports montage. Uh, clearly, this was the inspiration for Airbud, by the way. Airbud? That's right. They're looking at this like, <laughs> wait a minute, a werewolf playing basketball. What if we did this with a golden retriever? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Way to Go by Mark v- Viola, v- Viola, something like that. Viola. It's not on Spotify, which Vahilava. kills me. You have to get on uh, YouTube to hear it. Oh, okay. But it is legit, fantastic song. I had the subtitles on. One point it says Uncle Sam's a commie. And that song? Yeah. And the Russians are true patriots. What? I that's serious. I'm I'm not kidding. Like that. It must have been said in jest. <laughs> I, I'm assuming, but the lyrics are wacky. They're definitely like, strange. The beginning. It's, yeah, it's a very weird. It's not a. It's not a sports song. No, it's not. But it's a fantastic. It's, it's a, a catch. It's an yeah, earworm, man. Catchy. It just. It just sticks with you. He's kind of got a little bit of Randy Newman. A little I bit. Of, a little first, poor man Randy Newman. I it was too. I was like, oh, maybe Randy Newman. Like, wait a minute, never mind. I'll put it at the top of the show. We'll, we'll open it with this one. Perfect. This is my favorite. Red hated lady. But then we see some just. We see some just terrible basketball editing Let for the me next. Tell you about a <laughs> Sorry. The, the next three minutes, just probably the worst 
cut basketball moments I've ever seen in a sports film. Uh, and also, all of a sudden, because they have a werewolf, the team is like all of a sudden good. Yeah, like for a little bit. Like I realize he takes over towards the end, but like at the beginning of the montage, he's like passing, and everybody's like making hook shots. I was like, seriously? Hey, werewolves are notorious, notoriously good at basketball. <laughs> Very athletic. They're susceptible to silver bullets. <laughs> But seriously, the editing in this film, they clearly had like two cameras running at all times. So half, half of the montage is just the same scene at different angles. And it's super obvious it's, what it's, they're doing. It's many times. And like there's one at one moment too where like the wolf goes in for like a two-handed like layup. And it cuts and it's him dunking. I yes. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, my Come God, on. That's terrible. And then the very next time down the court, he does the two-handed layup again. But this time they do it the full scene and yep. he does like a layup. Like why did why did you cut the first one to nope, show? Oh, I totally God. I know I agree. Who edited this film? Like a a three year old. There's there's definitely some rough parts of that. Oh God, I do love the one dude who has like three straight blocks of the guy with the like the ball. The guy goes up like with the ball way behind his head. Oh, and the guy blocks him like every time. Like you idiot! Like <laughs> stop doing that. No kidding. Like how many times do you have to do that before somebody says moron? At first I thought it was the same clip over and over, but that's like those are three different plays. Definition of insanity. That's right, man. Um, yeah, and the team's winning, clearly. Like, things are successful. Fans are showing up now, but we're starting to see that Scott's become a real a-hole. Ooh, already? Stealing balls from his teammates. Oh, you're towards right. Towards the end of the montage. Yes, before we get there, though, he's like the big man on campus. Yes. Walking through the halls with his headphones on, his Lairman jacket. Mm-hmm. Lo- man, love that scene. Straightening out the uh, love that v- scene. vice principal shirts. Like, looks nice on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is, he is the bell of the ball. Love this. I love it. But the, yeah, they're towards the end. He be, starts becoming the a hole, and he yeah, starts like right. stealing the ball from the team. From and, number twenty three, the real star. Yes, the former star. I think that was the dude that's on uh, Desperate Housewives. Oh, really? He yeah. does look familiar. He was. I know there's one guy. I think it's the that guy. Hmm. So that guy uh, is on the team. I love it. I love it that Mick or not Mick uh, Chubb at one time is eating an apple on the court while playing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, and then like the running joke about. Him having like liverwurst or whatever oh, all in his locker. I'm like, yes. He also had animal, a box of animal crackers that's in there. True. That I can understand. I saw that. Although I can't do regular animal crackers anymore. They have to be the frosted ones. Mm. Can't do regular animal crackers anymore. Yep. And 100% agree. Why are they called animal crackers when they're clearly cookies? Exactly. But it's just, obviously, it's animal cookie doesn't sound yeah. as that same ring. The joke. frosted animal crackers are life changing. Yes, they are. Had a former friend in high school show me those. And all I've day. never gone back since. Yeah, you can't. Regular ones are just trash. At yeah, they are. They're no good. Um, so then with his newfound popularity, the play director mm-hmm. all of a sudden wants mm-hmm. Scott in the play. That's right. Got to have the wolf. But he doesn't want Scott. He wants the wolf. <laughs> he wants the wolf. And it, Lewis, for whatever reason, is like super weirded out by the wolf. He is. Which is, I don't feel like 100% explained. It is not. I like, was I was paying attention to this. I was like, oh, they mentioned something, but no. Is he scared of wolves, or is I, it because he's like too cool now? Because I feel like it's before he becomes totally too cool. I think it's... <laughs> excuse me. I think it's because he's scared of wolves, which... <laughs> it's a wolf phobia. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and to be fair, like, if all of a sudden, like, one day I came over and you were a werewolf, and just, like, hanging out and be like, that might weird me out a little bit at first, too. But he's, like, very, he's, very, he's very judgmental. He is. He is. Come on, Lewis. Uh, something else too. I mentioned at the top of the show. The scene that I remember seeing the most is him and Pam in the, in the dressing uh, room. In the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at it this time, 
it's like extra creepy to me because she's like, where's the wolf? Whatever. And she's clearly trying to seduce him as the wolf. Oh, yeah. Why Why are you trying to hook up with a wolf? Like She wants, hey. And at one point, Mick's like, what are you going to have as puppies? I was like, yeah. that's a fair question. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, this is bestiality. This a, is litter, not... a litter of puppies. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't I don't know what we're going for here, but I don't care for it. He's going to just be another notch on her belt. How do you how do you celebrate a newfound intimacy? Do you cuddle and light a candle, or do you go bowling at the local bowling oh, alley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, even before then, like, or was this after then? Yeah, it's after they, so they... They apparently get it on in the dressing room because you hear that. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then, oh, yeah, they do go bowling. Mm-hmm. They have the date. He walks her home. And then she's like, well, I mean, Mick's my boyfriend. Okay. And he's like, wait, what? So before we get there, this was, okay. my, this was my question. So she's clearly doing this to try and get under Mick's skin. Like the whole time she's like. Yeah. She's clearly just trying to get him for some reason or another. We don't know why. Maybe because he's Mick's a jerk. I don't know. But Mick comes over at one point, and he's like, just because you're a wolf, you're still a nerd underneath all that, blah, blah, blah. He's like, kind of like your mom, how I shot her whenever we were, she was Dude, going after my chickens. chickens. I was like, is that how his mom died? Like, I don't, I don't think so. He says it so casually. I'm like. But, like, it makes me wonder, because they, they dropped the, like, he's like a, you know, doing time. Was there a piece of this script where this guy went to jail for shooting Scott's mom. I, that's what I'm wondering. I was like... But it's clearly never, like, explained. So they never like, address why his mom is not there. You, obviously, she's probably passed on. Like, yeah. assuming she didn't leave. Right. So, I I think it's just an insult. I would think so. That's a weird insult. But there's a chance that at a previous script, that, that was maybe a possibility. Um, that's just a weird insult, though. Like... So, like, then, then Mick would know about his family's history of being a wolf. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. I would just, It was so... It was thrown in there, and I was like, wait a minute, what? He's, like, talking about shooting his mom? Like, I'm all I'm all for a good your mama joke. Like, your mom is so fat, she jumped in the air and got stuck. Like, haha, okay. <laughs> Not, hey, your mom tried to eat chicken, so I shot her. Like, that's right. That, wow, that's just jumped Not up cool. a notch. Not cool, Mick. Um, okay, yeah, and then like you said, after that, Scott and Pamela are walking home, and she's like, well, Nick, Mick is still my boyfriend, so didn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. So Scott is not only causing a rift in their relationship, but he's not thinking not thinking like an upstanding young man. Let's just put it that no, way. He's clueless. He's allowing his little sword to do the thinking. Well, it's like, yeah, it's just when I see this movie, I obviously know about the Pamela character, but she is just the worst. The worst. Her ugliness on the inside is showing through. I think that that's part of the reason why I like Boof so much. Me too, man. Like, comparatively, she's, just, she's a saint. I love her. Still love her. I'm going to reach out to Susie or CD. Yeah, see what see she's up she, to these days. Let's see if we can't get her on the I show. I forgot to reach out to Stan. But I'll try, we'll, we'll see if we can get Susan. You don't... Stan... Boof! <laughs> Boof! How the hell are you? <laughs> uh, the basketball team, too, again, going back, there's another like little scene here. I think this is where chubby is eating the the apple on the court too but like the basketball team's clearly over scott's selfishness and they're they're getting upset whatever (laughs) doesn't matter how you play the game only if you win or lose and even that doesn't really matter all that much that's right and then we get the three most important life lessons in the world that's right coach finn six never get less than 12 hours of sleep that's right never play cards with a guy whose first name is the same as a city correct 
and never go near a woman who has the tattoo of a dagger on her body. That's probably the most important. I think so. You follow all, all of those. It's, it's a recipe for success. Like cream cheese. It's, you're like, yeah. That's, I don't know why, but just the you never get less than 12 hours of sleep. And it's because it has nothing to do with what's going yeah, on, too. Just, but he's so... He's so sure. He's so assured of everything he's saying. Like, God, Coach Finstock. Coach Bobby freaking Finstock. I also meant to ask you, did you want to go in, like, have these get, like, a utility, like, delivery van and m- make it the Wolfmobile? Wolfmobile, maybe. But it could be the Cash and Hightower Mobile? Maybe. I think that's the most logical thing I could be can talking do. to that. I always wanted to have, like, an A-team van. Yes. <sighs> that would be perfect. This is Hightower didn't. Didn't like the idea back when we, back when I had the van. Mm. She wouldn't let me paint it black with the red stripe. But that's that's a mistake. But hey, now we have now I have boof. Now you have boof. That's right. That's all that matters. So uh, yeah, and now Scott decides he's going to go ahead and do some surfing too. These he's, are my waves. He's he's been opposed to it the entire time, but now he's going to do it. But again, and we as, get more Beach Boys. As we can see, Scott's Harold, you know Scott's dad. He's he's not a fan of what's right. going on. He caught him, caught him surfing. He sees what's happening, and he's been skipping work too. We find out shortly thereafter. Oh, you're right. So on top of skipping work, he's being reckless. He's ignoring his friends. He's really changed. He's really and again, Harold calls him out on too. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, Dad. Like, vice principal's breathing down my neck. The basketball team doesn't like me. Blah blah. And he goes, Well, those other two you brought on yourself. Yeah. Like, good for you. That's right. You absolutely need to call him out for being a turd. I like it. Um, and then the story about him scaring the vice principal because the vice principal was going after their mom in high school. Mm-hmm. Made him pee his pants. He lost control of his bodily functions. <laughs> Would have liked to have been there for that. No. I don't know. I was scared. Clearly, he's not that upset about it, though, we find out later. Cause, no. But whatever. Um. <clears throat> So, again, you know, Scott's still trying to develop and learn a little bit more and comes out the next morning and Boof's waiting for Scott. And they're talking about the dance and going to the dance. And Scott's like, hey, you want to go to the dance? She's like, yeah, that's fine, but I want to go with you. Not the wolf. Not the wolf. And Scott's not about that. Yeah, he still wants to go as the wolf. He doesn't want to let his adoring fans down. What a turd. He is a turd. But then Boof, what a sweetheart she is. She agrees. She'll still still dance dance with him. him. That's right. Maybe if she'd have said no, maybe he would have maybe. come to his senses a little sooner. Maybe. But then we get some excellent knockoff Bee Gees oh, as yes. he's preparing it's for the dance. 100% supposed to be staying alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, do we have the money for staying alive? No. no. Absolutely not. We blew it all on Michael J. Fox and the special <laughs> effects. We have nothing else. We blew it all on the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys. USA. That's right. Just that 20-second clip. That's all we need. Um, so he shows up as the wolf mm-hmm. after a sweet getting ready montage, like yep. we talked about. And the seas part, everybody's just stepping away from him. And Quite then the entrance. He winds up with Boof. He's like, hey, you might want to dance. She's kind of hesitant, like, oh, let's dance. And then starts the knockoff thriller dance. Oh, like, my God. This <laughs> the most awkward dance. This is this might be the worst part of the movie. I have I have problems. I love the song. Yeah, I love the song too. But oh my god, the dance scene is okay. Tough to tough to watch. So my my problem with scenes like this, first off, it's a terrible dance. Like it's clearly intended to be like a knockoff thriller dance. Yeah, they tried to do something here. But my problem is like, okay, in a musical, if a song and dance number starts and everybody knows the choreography, I can get my head around that because <laughs> it's a musical. 
in a teen comedy where the main character turns back and forth into a wolf and a person, yeah. and everybody at the high school starts doing the exact same dance and knows the choreography. No, I'm not. I can't do that. I can't. I can't allow that. The song is called "The Big Bad Wolf." <laughs> do you know who it's by? Uh huh. Very appropriately, the Wolf Sisters. Ooh, okay. <laughs> There's a line in that song. I think it's something like "As dumb as my grandma." Oh my god! I was like, "What the hell?" Oh god, there's some. Great... I have some respect for your elders. No kidding. Loud of mercy. And after the little bit of dancing, Booth takes Scott, and they go out into the hallway, and like, "Hey, I want, I want Scott. I want Scott for a half hour. Just want regular old Scott." So he changes. That's right. They come back in. And for some reason, that just sets Mick over the edge. Yeah, what the... And he's dancing with Boof. He hasn't even spoken to Pam. No. And he goes over and sucker punches him. Yeah. I mean, maybe she finally told him that they slept together. I mean, maybe, but... And to be fair, he probably has a, a sucker punch coming. At that point, though, it's But at like, that point, it's... Yeah, it's water it's under the bridge. Totally out of nowhere. Also, I'd like to mention, during the dance scenes... Did you happen to notice he's having the time of his life? Styles? Who's no longer... Well, always. Styles is always having the time of his That's life. That's true. This character's been like, like, pouting the whole time. Lewis. Oh yeah. He's dancing with those two chicks you're friends with. He's having the time of his life. He is. We he don't is really like Lewis. Kind of just fades into oblivion. Yeah, here, he definitely like halfway through the movie. He definitely doesn't get any more speaking lines. But he's in the background. He's, he's loving it at the dance. So <laughs> he's figured, not scared of the wolf anymore. They figured out they didn't really care about Lewis anymore. They're like, eh, yeah, let's just move on from him. Right. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So he comes up and just socks Howard in the face and then he's like you know hey basically calls him a freak calls mm-hmm. Boof a tramp which that to be fair the line. Scott turns into the wolf then and instead of like doing something that like physically hurts he just kind of like claws at his shirt like oh ruined your shirt that a minor inconvenience for you now you've done it Riff <laughs> Take my eyes, but not the shirt. Oh, that's I, it? It was just... It just looked like a child having a temper tantrum. Did you notice, like, Mick has maybe a tattoo on his, like, stomach or something? No, I didn't notice there's, that. It's very faint, but there's something going on there. But it, I couldn't make out what it was. I don't know what he's got going on. But. I'll tell you what, though. Clawing at someone, a rival person shirt. Someone that doesn't even go to the high school after you got punched in the face. That's grounds for expulsion. Where's the freaking leadership at this school? The vice principal is, like, ready to toss him out of school after this. That's true. I guess the VP is there. But there's no other, like, there's no other people at this, like, no other teachers. But he this. is there and saw that this guy comes up and punches him in the face yeah, for not second, doing anything. It's always the second guy. But he didn't, I mean, <laughs> is tearing your shirt really retaliating after getting punched in the face? It's like whenever oh, you try... It's a very expensive shirt. <laughs> I spent at least twenty dollars on that. The way Mick reacts, though, it's like he is more mad about his shirt being ripped. Yes, he's very upset about the shirt. He's like, "Punch me, hit me, not rip my shirt, you idiot! Be a man." (laughs) This cost sixty-five dollars, and it's only nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, it was just, and like I said, the vice principal was like, "I've been waiting to get you." I'm like, "Yeah." So you waited until he has a tantrum, like a two-year-old trying to get a shirt on that doesn't want to get dressed for the evening? Well, luckily, Mr. Howard shows up. He does. That's makes, enough. And makes the VPP his pants again. By growling at him. <laughs> Glad we understand him. So. And he clearly enjoyed that. Like he kinda, Oh, yeah. He kind of had a chuckle at us. So. Yeah, he wasn't scared. The story about him being more scared earlier yeah, was total, total BS. BS. No doubt. 
But apparently, at least this uh, this whole dance thing got Scott to open his eyes a little bit. So he, they go back to the play, and Scott's like, "I'm not going to be the wolf. I just want to do this as myself." And the play director's like, "All right, well then, we don't need you." And he no goes, wolf. "All right, that's right. No part. No part." And then we get to the championship, and before, Scott has made a terrible decision not to play as the wolf. So before we get there. I had another minor gripe, even okay. though, again, this whole movie, you could do this. He's talking to Boof, and he's like, I don't even know why. I'm not going to be the wolf. I'm not going to do this, so I may as well quit. Yeah. What the Four heck? hours before the championship game. He's been their best player all he's season. He's contemplating quitting. Idiot. Like, I'm like, okay, that's a bit extreme. Like, maybe don't go in as the, the wolf, okay? But, like, dude, come on. And you definitely go in as the wolf. Yeah, you've like you're letting your team down. Like I get the whole like if it was like a if it was like a individual sport, you could see the wolf is like cheating maybe. But like this is a team sport, and all of us, all those people are you know depending on him. But like so you could do the best of both worlds: go as the wolf, but use the lessons that you've literally just right. use the team play and be a team player. Pass to your that's right. Pass to your team. This game doesn't come down to a couple free throws at that point. Right, no doubt. But it, and his friend Styles has money on the game. He does, and, yeah. Man, you're just—I mean, not that he should—that shouldn't be the deciding factor. But I mean, Styles is a pretty terrible friend, so. obviously. Um, but yeah, so the you know the whole point is I'm going to do this on my own. So they go what through the entire game. <laughs> He's not the wolf. Uh, clearly, he has control of everything because Mick is trying to bait him, trying to run into him, you know, all this other stuff. Like, at one point, Mick just, like, straight runs did over you, a dude. Yeah, the number 23. He hurts, he hurts their best player. And do you hear? did you hear Finstock, Coach Finstock's line? Like, F, so, like, he, he gets says, hurt. Did he say something about a charge? <laughs> he gets hurt. Like, he's sitting on the bench, and it's clearly, like, 80 yard in. But you you just kind of hear him say, hey, that's smart basketball, Brad, taking a charge like <laughs> yeah, that. That's, that's what it was. I was like, oh, my God. So that's it? <laughs> That's like, a, he's basically in a three-point stance and clotheslines a guy. I'm like, I'm taking charge. Smart play, Brad. Smart play. Oh, God. Oh, man. That might, that might be his best line. It probably is. Oh, I love it. It's just so out of nowhere. So, yeah, we, you know, a tight game throughout. And then towards the end, get the well, big, big foul. I, I just remembered. I just remembered something. After that flagrant foul. Yes. They come back and they do a tip-off like it's the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Was there not a basketball advisor no. on nope. <laughs> on the set? Uh, guys, do you know how this works? <laughs> Just have him do a jump ball. It's fine. <laughs> Looks better on film anyway. Yeah, after a flagrant foul. <laughs> what do you is do? It, is it a jump ball? Yep, that's it. That's the rules. <laughs> the other team doesn't get the ball. Oh, no, yeah. just have him jump for it. It's yeah, fine. I'm pretty sure. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, nobody will notice the difference anyway. Just have oh, him do it. <laughs> there is some just horrible basketball in this. Free throws. Free throws. Oh, hey, at least they got the like f- number of fouls. Correct? That's true. Hey, four fouls, one more, you're out, Mike. How are they freaking let the kids stand under that freaking hoop? That drove me crazy yeah, as a kid. I don't kid. understand that. As a rule follower growing up, this, I mean, the whole the fouls, whatever. But letting him stand under the basket like mm-hmm. this after making a big fuss about him backing up. Mm-hmm. No, I totally killed agree. me. Killed me. I would be too tempted after making the first one to tie the game to just throwing a ball at his face and be like oh I guess it's a tie game sorry we gotta go to overtime uh, thankfully Scott those turned into the bigger person sinks both the free throws free throws win championships that's right takes him down 
and the Beavers are champions. The champs, baby. Of the world. Of the world. Much rejoicing into the end credits. The fans go crazy. To the infamous. No, girl with her pants unbuttoned. Yeah. For a long time. That w- the rumor was. It was a guy with his nuts out. Mm-hmm. But some, I remember looking this up like, this has been a few years ago, but some saint on YouTube had gotten like the full screen transfer or whatever, and you can clearly see it's a girl, but her pants are unbuttoned. It's, it's yeah, that is weird. It's super weird, but it's definitely she, strange. Yeah, she like pulls her shirt down over it real quick. It's, yeah. yeah, it's so weird. But I, I never understood that. It's like referenced in a something else too. Family Guy. A fan. Oh, oh, you're right. One of the Star Wars. It ones. is a Family Guy. Yep. Yeah, because it's the I think the it's comic the book guy. He's like he's Yoda. Yeah, and he's like yes, yeah. No, seriously, go back and watch it. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, yes. they, yeah. It's like an urban legend, but yeah, some guy broke it down on YouTube, and it's it's a chick. But that's Teen Wolf. There's also a great moment towards the end where like Scott's about to I think he makes the first free throw and they show the stands and you know his dad and Boof and everyone's celebrating styles, whatever. And then someone throws like a watered up piece of paper and it hits Mr. Howard in the face. And he's like he's like legitimately like, What like what the like who threw that? I definitely did not catch that. You should go back and watch it just for that part. Oh I think it's after he hits the first free throw. Just a watered up piece of paper. <laughs> Somebody just hit him with this. It was Roger McDowell. That's right. And Nick. That's right. He was spit on him. That's right. No, it was it take was, that. He's like, "What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the damn hell?" It's great. But that's it. Teen Wolf. That's the movie. Do you have I, any questions? I, I no, I don't. The only one I was going to say about the you know the obviously the scene we were just talking about with the uh, alleged pee pee hanger at the end, but we oh, do, we already yeah, addressed that. Right. So no. that was it. That was it. Was that's really right. it. Um, yeah, what do you what are your overall thoughts on the film? Um, I'm just gonna say it now. I love this film. Mm-hmm. I always have. I always will. I mean, I think it started because I was such a little kid watching this, and it was like cool to be seeing real movies and the guy from Family Ties and Back to the Future. I definitely saw Back to the Future first, but I mean, this movie was actually filmed right before Back to the Future, but then it delayed in the U.S. So Back to the Future actually came out first. Okay. So like they this movie even had like like hey we got the kid from Back to the Future you know like yeah. it was like even better success for the film. But I've just always loved it. This just will forever have a piece of my heart. Michael J. Fox, Boof, the music, like the the wolf playing basketball. Yeah, I didn't mention this, but like I should have. But like I like I befriended a guy. I used to work at an old job like solely because of this movie. He like for whatever reason we were talking about like. It was, like, in a basketball setting where we were talking about, like, I don't know even how he referenced them, but we started talking about Teen Wolf, and, like, like I, I, a friendship was formed yeah. solely because of this film. It's Sometimes just, you, That's how you can create those friendships. Sometimes it's yeah. like, oh, you like this movie, too? Like, yeah. It's yeah. like, man, this just, I will forever love this film. Absolutely. I don't care how bad people think it is and how bad I even just admitted it was, but I love it. So, I am... I'm of a, I the same thing. I, I saw Back to the Future first. Um, I'm confident I would never have seen Teen Wolf had it not been Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. It just never was something that interests me. But I happened to catch it, like I said, on TV, and I was like, "Okay, what is this? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> um, I don't watch this regularly, and there's definitely parts of this movie that I'm like, "That's like, that's just dumb. That just doesn't make any sense." But. For the same reasons, I, I'm confident I don't like it as much as you, but for the same reasons you were talking about, 
this movie just has a spot in my heart. Like it's it's an eighties movie, like through and through. Like it's very eighties all the way through, which I always appreciate. Amen. The music, I love the music. Like so just the great. ridiculous premise of it in general. <laughs> Boof, we've talked about coach style like all of it just it works for me i really enjoy this movie it's it's not like i said it's not one of my favorites i'm not gonna compare it to you know a major league or batman or something like that but it's still i very much enjoy this movie and have no issues ever watching it that's what i like to hear very excited that you that's what i like to hear suggested this movie yeah i've this is this is one i've been meaning to get to i'm glad we finally got to absolutely 37 years ago august 23rd Big day. All right, well, I'm going to go first on MVP. Okay. Because I want to make sure I get this guy. I let okay. you go first all the time. That's so fine. No, it's totally fine. I need to – this is the one time. This is the one guy who has to be my MVP. Mm-hmm. And that's Coach Finstock. Mm-hmm. Coach Bobby Finstock. And I feel like that says a lot because there's a lot of good perforate characters there in are. this film. Obviously, we can't choose Michael J. Fox. But even if we could, I'd still probably go Coach Finstock. I can tell you I would go Coach Finstock. If everybody was available. Yeah, we talked about it already. He's in like four or five scenes, and he steals every one of them. Mm-hmm. He's the funniest part of the movie. Yes. Just his lines, the sincerity, the confidence. Like, oh, my God. He's just just a – I don't know what, but he's just a great part of this film. So if it makes you feel any better, obviously he's like number one. Yeah. I was not going to pick him if you let me go first. Oh, you were not going to? I was not going okay. to. I was going to defer well, to you. This is. I wanted to make sure I got him. So my MVP, um, I like, like you said, a lot of the great peripheral characters, but I probably undersold it when we talked about it earlier. I very much had a thing for Boof, so Boof is yes. getting my MVP. I'm shocked Styles is not selected. Styles was up there. I mean, he's top three for me. Yeah. I'm I, with you. Boof's my number two. Yeah, Boof, I just... Great character, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, De- Scott does not deserve her, um, no. yeah, but he really yeah, and, and also doesn't. It also helps that, like I said, when I saw it as a kid, I was like, clearly have a, a thing for Boof here. So yeah, yeah like Boof and Chris from Most Best Shoe from ba- Adventures in Babysitting mm-hmm. are like my top two like eighties girlfriends of yeah. all time. And totally. I, and Boof is probably just like a, a hair above Elizabeth Shoe. It's fair from that movie, but it's close. What about what what scene? Scene? I'm glad you asked me. I'm ready for it. The scene where he first breaks out and we have the uh, communist song you were talking about. Way to go! Because <laughs> yeah. I guess the first time we get like the wolf playing basketball and I like, just love that catchy song and oh, it's just so great. I so normally I I agree with you. I, feel, I again I feel like that's probably a unanimous number one pick. But I was thinking of a secondary one. I'm going to go with when Scott goes into the coach's office at the beginning and wants to talk to him and yeah. he tells that story. <laughs> I, just, I don't care. He's a third stringer. Didn't bother me. It's like, well, that's, that's real problem. I, <laughs> I should be coming to you. I just, it has, I mean, very little to do with the plot. I mean, that I know it has great. something, but. We get a great KFC you spot. Got, you got to get something with the coach in there. I That's a good call. So that's, I like it. Yeah. Hey, great job out there, Scott. You want a wing or a thigh or something? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, what do we do now? It's been so long. Rankings? Let's, see. Let's go to our Richter scale rankings. Just a refresher. If you're new to this program, if, if number 62 is your first. Uh, 6.9 on the Richter scale is a perfect score. 
a zero would be the worst score you could get. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to go first or second? I'm already locked in. Um, I'm updating mine right now, okay. but you you may go. I'm, film, I've got a pick, but go for it. Film number 62. Uh, I'm going to shock the world here. I'm putting Teen Wolf at number nine. I'm going top ten film at 6.2, just below Clue and just above Ghostbusters. Good for you. Number nine, top ten. It seems crazy, but I stand by it. I have no, I have no qualms about that. Just two below Back to the Future. I got two MJFs, the real MJF. <laughs> well, we knew you were a in fan. my top. 10. You're a fan though. I'm a huge fan. Speaking of, Coach Finstock is actually randomly in an early episode of Family Ties. Oh, really? Yep. Him and his the Keatons go on like a double date with him and his wife. It's a, it's a That's pretty fantastic. good, it's a pretty good episode. He's not as funny as he is in right. Teen Wolf, obviously. Still entertaining. I'm going to do something that I didn't think that I was going to do, but I'm lying to myself if I don't. I I like where this is going. Originally, I had it at 4.7. Okay. But I have updated that. Okay. I have put it at 4.8. Oh, yeah. But it is the number two, 4.8. Number two, 4.8. That I put it above Wild Wild West. What do you have Flash Gordon at? 4.9? 4.8. My Flash Gordon is my top 4.8. I have your your list mixed up. That's okay. I All have right. too many. I need to go. I seriously need to. So 4.8 above Wild Wild West. 4. Point, so my 4.8s go Flash Gordon, then Teen Wolf, then League of Their Own. You then put it Captain above Marvel. a League of Their Own. Okay. And then Wild Wild West. All right. We're no. We're good now. I got it. I just had one. That was wrong. Holy cow, dude. That's big time. I know it's not a five. I know it's that, but it's like the the upper fours for me is still a very solid list of movies. I'm over here at the board. I'm updating the physical board. Teen Wolf 4.8. So that puts it at film number 30. That's that's upper half. Way yeah. to go. I, am, I just. I love it. I don't come back to it enough. That's why I was so happy when you said something. Uh, I was like, man, I really. Dude, the rewatchability factor on Teen Wolf is through the roof. Yes. I will argue. It's going to sound crazy, but it's actually, you can watch this more, like, in more frequency than Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Back to the Future, you got to sit down, be in the right mood, you got to yep. be paying attention. Teen Wolf, pop this baby on every other night. Back to the Future is more dense. Mm-hmm. And this is heavy, Doc. That's probably, yeah. There's that word again, heavy. Um, Love it. That's probably why it's more revered, obviously. Because you can just shut your brain off and watch Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. but man, oh man, it's just between the coach, Coach Finstock, between the Wolf, between the music, it just and our love, our love for Boof. Yeah, Boof, a mutual love of Boof here. God, I love Boof. I'm gonna email Susan or CD. Just be like, hey, we really loved you in Teen Wolf. Yeah, you really. <laughs> She's like, that was 37 years ago. Grow up. I don't care. Yeah, I did other things. I live in the past. <laughs> you say that, but this movie, of all movies, makes me... I don't ever want to be like, oh, man, I wish I could go back in time. And you know, But I don't like... Usually, I'm not like that. I'm obsessed with time, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Time fascinates me. Like, syncing up events and, like, you know, where I was in my life, that fascinates me. But, like, watching Teen Wolf, I do kind of like, God, man, I'd love to, like, be a kid again and, like... Go find Boof. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just go seek her out. Yep. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm a two-year-old, but uh, what's <laughs> Good up? Good to see you. I'm <laughs> right there with you. You want to be my babysitter? <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. 
Oh boy, good times. Speaking of time. Time after time. And speaking of going back in time. Back in time. What do you want to do next? We've week? already done Back to the Future. We did do Back to the Future. Uh, so yeah, we've t- we've discussed uh, a theme before we get into the Halloween season, mm-hmm. uh, month of October. We taught we kicked around the idea of maybe doing a theme of you know the finish out September. We mm-hmm. got a few weeks left here, uh, three weeks to be exact. Uh, maybe possibly doing some '80s movies that maybe aren't necessarily actually '80s movies. Mm-hmm. Like movies that are from a different era, but they portray an 80s movie or have the 80s feel to them. Mm -hmm. So that's the theme. We're going to try to do a few of those in the next few weeks. And for starters, we're going to kick off with Great White Buffalo. (laughs) Why are we saying it like this? Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Get excited. The movie that I had just so low expectations of they did, they did really great marketing for this movie because it was like a very quick trailer yep and they were kind of almost like kind of being like yeah this is going to be this is going to be ridiculous and they just kept like I was like okay I'm going to go check this out like yep. they, they have totally piqued my interest they had a pretty good cast and yeah we'll we'll see how it actually turned out next week but I never would have seen this movie had it not been for my brother he was like oh, yeah? he was on board from day one I was like oh, well yeah they did it because he had a Cusack so like yeah. your like your 80s staple guy was in the movie itself and you had like Craig Robinson who was hot with the office at the time mm-hmm. you had Rob Corddry who was you know I think he he's might have been always, off the Daily yeah. Show but he's you know he was pretty funny at the time uh, that kid's kind of annoying yeah Clark what's his name Clark Duke or something there, he has some moments, but yeah. I don't know what he's from. Yeah, that's, that's Hot Tub Time Machine is definitely his pinnacle of his career. And the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's in it. That's, that's right. right. Bucky Barnes is and in the it. The kid from the middle, too, is like his buddy. Oh, yeah. Chevy Chase. Yep. A little cameo from him. So, who are we forgetting? Who's the other friend? I feel like there's four of them that I. Cusack, Cordroy. Oh, no, yeah. So, the, the yeah, kid, the kid's the fourth one. Yeah, okay, that's good. right. That's right. Yep. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, we'll get into more of that. We will. We'll, we'll discuss it. There's some great other '80s cameos mm-hmm. in the film as well. So '80s nostalgia things. Yeah, this is a great suggestion. I'm looking forward to it. F and K Val, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I, we got it all out of the way. The plugs, you know. Obviously, you know. Make sure you reach out to us. Let us know yeah. how, how we're how we're doing. Viewership is at all time. Viewership listenerships at all time high right now. That's right. We are just racking up the states of the union. Still, like, in, we're in like six countries. So yeah, keep it, keep it coming, keep listening, keep reaching out. Thank you again to everyone who reaches out and gives us the loves. I will give everybody a, a peek behind the curtain here. If for some reason we go on radio silence all of a sudden for a little bit, oh, that's right. It might be because little cash number two is brought into this world. That's right. Technically due next month, mm-hmm. but you know how it goes. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. So. For some reason, we go silent for a little while. It's not because we we quit or we we gave up on you. It's gonna be it's gonna be me doing my like Garth impression <laughs> in here. Hey hey wait. Did you, did you ever see that show Scanners where the guy's head exploded? <laughs> but we're planning. We have some plans to get around that. Make sure we have Sorry. some stuff in the can. We have a future draft coming up. We do. That's the plan anyway. So. That's right. With the person growing little cash right, right now. So hopefully. 
Little Cash cooperates. We can get that in. She says she's not happy with you if you're just going to steal her picks. I was like, well, that tell doesn't... her that's how it works. <laughs> I was like, that's not really something you can avoid, but fair Tell enough. her I've done the scouting, and I know every single movie I, that she would I pick. know where you're going with this. Tell her I got her. That's right. But, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Great suggestion. Looking forward to next week. And, uh, that's right. Keep, uh, you know, keep trucking. Keep on trucking. Keep on keeping on. All right. Adios. See ya. Great game out there today. You want a thigh or a wing or something?